Hello and welcome to our podcast. We are your hosts today, Sydney Day, Schrody Schrodinger, aka Aaron Smith. This one is called the Enneagram Non-Experts. Yes. We would love to say a quick thank you to our sponsors today. Our zero sponsors that we have. We have zero sponsors. Yes. This is a thank you in advance for all of you who will be signing up to sponsor yes. us after Send today. Send a check. Lots of money. Venmo. We accept anything. Cash app. Anyway, um, moving past that. Okay, welcome back to our podcast, folks. We bring you another mini pod today. Yeah. And this mini pod is actually coming at you. Thank you to one of our listeners, Vanina. Yes. Who, she let us know, you know, she's not very familiar with the Enneagram and she wanted to be able to listen to our podcast and understand what we were talking about. And she gave us some feedback, letting us know that she would like to hear a general overview Mm-hmm. of the Enneagram. So that is what we're bringing you today. We realize we've just kind of dove in. And and we- honestly, <laughs> it's like when we talk about the Enneagram, even when we talk at like when we used to work together, it's like we're speaking a different language pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. And once you're like immersed in it, yeah. you don't realize that other people have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. So we're bringing you a very long overdue. Um, <laughs> Over, overdue overview. An overdue overview. <laughs> oh, oh. Yes. So we we are going to be just breaking down kind of the Enneagram as a whole. What is it? Why is it helpful? And we'll go through all of the types and tell you about mm-hmm. each type's kind of basic basic fears and motivations. Their and, wings. Yep. The type's wings and um, what that even means. Mm-hmm. And some other interesting details. And this is a high-level overview. And so if you are listening and you find something in this episode that you're like, ooh, that's interesting and I want to hear more about that, let us know and we can always yes, go more definitely. in depth. Yeah. Yeah. We always appreciate, too, um, telling us what we should do in these episodes because we never know sometimes. We just yeah. like to yap on yeah, and <laughs> about these are, whatever. These are like for you. These yeah, are for the listeners. Exactly. And so if there's anything you want to hear more of, like we really appreciated Vanina's input. On, yeah, thank you, Vanina. Thank you, Vanina. Thank you. This one's for you, girl. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we do have a Patreon. Oh, yes, we do. Yes. Please go to it. And give us your money so we can continue making all these crazy podcasts for you. Yeah, what she said. We're essentially, we, we are bringing you extra content on Patreon. So if there's mm-hmm. something you like really, really, really want to hear about um, and we just can't, we can't do it on our main podcast, you can let us know, become a patron, and we'll bring you exclusive bonus content on Patreon for patrons. And so that is really, really, really built for the fans. Yeah, and so, depending on how much you... Um, pay there's also merch mugs with our faces on them and then the highest amount you pay you could maybe get an exclusive interview of you on our podcast which is just the best gift of all isn't that right sydney that's right that's christmas gift came early exactly yeah anyway so thank you for the support and let's just like into the episode because we are talking so much (laughs) that's very true (laughs) enneagram so, Aaron, what what the heck is the Enneagram? What is the Enneagram? It is a personality tool that helps you understand why we do what we do, our behaviors, our core desires. And a lot of times it helps understand, like, in certain relationships, maybe understanding somebody else's core desires can allow you to be more sympathetic towards them or just kind of understand yourself. 
Yeah, I love that. It's really, it's helpful in so many different areas of life. And Mm -hmm. and something that I love about the Enneagram that is different from a lot of other personality assessments is that it is, it's not behavior-based, it is Mm motivation-based. So uh, what I mean by that is a lot of personality assessments will tell you like, hey, here is an overview of what you, your personality is. Like Mm -hmm. you like to do art and you like to uh, clean and... And, you know, it's yeah. more behavior-based and, and things you like to do and what your personality is versus Enneagram is all about, it's it's that deeper level. It's the why behind, you know, maybe you mm-hmm. do like to do art, but why? What is it that's compelling you to do that? Exactly. So in that way, all nine Enneagram types, they can all appear very similar on the outside oftentimes, but the reason they're doing certain things might be different. Right. Mm-hmm. So so a four might want to do art because they want to express their emotions and get in touch yeah. with this deeper side of them. Whereas uh, a one might want to do art because that is what uh, the world is expecting of them. And they want to live up to this ideal version of themselves. Exactly. And so they want to do the art, you know. And it's all about that's why it's hard. It's important to type yourself, not have other people type you, mm-hmm. is because it's your motivations and like what you portray, like Sydney just said, to other people is very different than who you are and why you do what you do. Yeah. Because you could be showing the world a whole different side, like Hannah Montana. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> what well, a great metaphor. And that's why, like, it. it Figuring out your Enneagram type is such a journey. Like, it's not just like, take a test and then you know for sure. It's Mm -hmm. like, sometimes it's that easy, but usually you take the test, you kind of get an idea of maybe what you are, and then you do your own research and analysis and introspection, and you figure out like, why Why am I the way I am? What do I really want? Yeah, Um, and then also reading about other people, why they are the way they are it's so helpful in relationships like I don't know personally it's been really good with like like my family members understanding why they are the way they do and then it's like oh this makes me angry but I understand why you do that or Mm -hmm. what's motivating you to do that exactly yeah yeah so um let's dive into more kind of content heavy now you all know why we love the Enneagram why it's important and how it can be helpful but let's actually dive into each type Mm -hmm. and like I said there's nine types um and each type is is identified by their core desire and their core fear So this Mm -hmm. is the basis of the Enneagram is there are nine basic personality types that are defined by their desire and their fear. And so this is that deeper why we were talking about. Yeah. And a lot of times people are many types. It's just what kind of shows more in essence, like everyone wants to be valued, but there's a certain type that's like being valued is their biggest motivation. Yes. It's what is your number one. And that we're... On, I'm going on another tangent, but that's something else that's awesome about the Enneagram is it's it's super integrative. Mm-hmm. And so we are all, we all have a bit of every type, right? We are full humans. Mm-hmm. We are not just one dimensional beings that are like only fit into this one box. Exactly. We all are all nine types mixed into a beautiful mm-hmm. human. We have all these desires and fears, but there is one, like Aaron said, that is, drives you the most, more than any of the mm-hmm. others. And that is your main 
type. Exactly. And you can also go into other types when you are in stress or mm-hmm. when you are healthy, which we'll explain yeah. in, a, in a few minutes. We'll get into it. Why yeah. don't we start with the overview? Do you want to go through the, the desires? Of yeah, and you can go through the fears. Um, so for the Enneagram type one, which Sydney is, uh, the biggest desire is to be good, to be right. Um, the two, Enneagram two, is the biggest desires to be loved, to be wanted. Um, Enneagram three is being valuable and being successful. Enneagram type four is being authentic, being uniquely themselves. Enneagram type five's core desires being competent, being capable. Um, Enneagram six is being secure, being safe. The seven type is being satisfied slash being content. The Enneagram eight core desires being self-governed, being independent, being in control. Um, And lastly, the Enneagram type nine's core desires being at peace and being harmonious. Yes. Yes. Very zen. Awesome. Yeah, so that's that's the basic desires of each type. Again, the main motivation. And I want everyone to keep in mind as you're hearing these that um, these are just these are just words. So, you know, it, it each type, if you identify with a type, you might interpret these words a little differently. Like for example, um, the I don't know, like a type three, like they, their main motivator might be being successful, but what does success, success mean? Yeah. Right. So, so there's still a lot of kind of uniqueness within each type because you can have a bunch of type threes in a room and they all define success differently, mm-hmm. but they all still want that success as their number one exactly. motivator. Same with like the one. I always think the, the main thing is being good. Mm-hmm. But what does it mean to be good? Exactly. So, so first you have to define that. And so there's a lot of differences even among people in the same type. Mm-hmm. Just keep that in mind. Yeah. Um, and everyone wants to be everyone wants to be loved every <laughs> once in a while. It's from what a girl wants if you're just wondering. Everyone wants to be loved, even though that's the type two's core desire. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so we'll move into fears. We have dun, dun, dun. Oh. And not the biggest fear is you know, being murdered, but And spiders. Uh, yeah, true. <laughs> or being murdered by spiders is both oh, of God, our number. No, 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 no. no. We're not anyway, moving on. <laughs> so the Enneagram types one, type one's core fear is the opposite of their core desire is to be bad, like being a bad person or being wrong. Um, Enneagram type two, their core fear is being unloved or unwanted. Type three's core fear is being worthless or failing, being a failure. Enneagram type four, their core fear is not being significant or having no personal identity. Type five's core fear is being incompetent or incapable. Type six fears being unsupported or without guidance. Type seven's fear is being deprived or trapped, boxed in. Type eight's fear is being controlled or being harmed. Type nine's core fear is being being separated or like at loss with others, um, not unified with others. Yeah, yeah. And and again, as Aaron's pointed out a couple times, I I want to reiterate like we all probably feel all of these things in our day to day. 
you know, I don't want to be apart from others. I don't want to be not secure. I love security, but those are not what drives me mostly. Mm -hmm. When I pay close attention to my behaviors and my thoughts and my thinking patterns, like I realize that really what's motivating me is being, I want to do what's right Mm -hmm. and, 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 be as good as I can be. Yeah. And that's that's how I know I'm a one, even though I can relate to all those other things on the day-to-day. Exactly. I think of um, almost like work, like why we do what we do. Mm-hmm. In, in I'm definitely the type of person, because I don't like to be rejected, is like I'm definitely doing what I do to impress others, mm. whereas you are kind of doing things to impress yourself. Yeah, to know that I am doing yeah. the fullest of my abilities. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not doing the right thing. Yeah. Slacking. Yeah. It's interesting. It is interesting. So, so keep that in mind, y'all, while you're continuing to learn and try to figure out your own type is mm-hmm. it takes time. You have to really observe yourself. Yeah. For and types quite a change while. all the time. Well, well, some change. You, your, your type doesn't change, but what you think your type is will change. That's what I would say. Like I have always been a one. Uh-huh. But I thought I was a four, and I thought I was a six. True, but true, I, true. I wasn't. I, I just took me a while to figure out what my motivations really were. True, but isn't there like the stereotype that if you get once you get older, you're less one type, and mm. you're more all the types? Because mm-hmm. that's what I'm kind yeah. of thinking of. Oh, totally. And I don't know. Like, there's not like a ton of research. Like, I think there's mm-hmm. there's some disagreement amongst people who like the Enneagram about like if your type can change or does change. Um, But that's something that, like, we just have noticed is, like, the older you get, Mm -hmm. the more you have, like, developed and grown as a human. And so you start to, like, really integrate with all types. Because when you're younger, like, your identity is so important to you. So you're very – and you haven't, like, done all this growth and healing and Mm – like just lived through all this yeah. yet. And so when well, we did talk about like certain numbers going into different types of yeah. growth. So they're all interconnected. Truth. Well yes. um with that being said, why don't we go why don't we start talking about what the wings are? Because that's okay. kind of the easiest next Yeah, step. and we don't mean like birds, you guys. Although if you are <laughs> fully integrated with your two wings, you can soar fly away. Like yes. <laughs> you feel free like a bird. Um, well, do you want to give us the rundown on what the heck wings even are? I don't think I'll explain this right, but I'm going to explain it as best as I can. So please, you're definitely going to need to help me. We are the non-experts. That's true. But I understand wings as being sort of connected to your Enneagram because they are, you know, on the two ends of your Enneagram. So I'm a two, so my wings would be a three um, and a one. And so sometimes... I will go into my one wing a lot, or sometimes I'll go into my three wing a lot, um, in the sense that I'll kind of, I'll have my core desire, but I'll definitely take on a lot of the core aspects of the other type mm-hmm. that I'm next to. Um, yeah. Yeah. So you're exactly. So, so like Aaron said, like for any given type, your wings are the numbers on either side. So it goes in order, right? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Mm-hmm. So if you are a two, 
you have one before you and three after mm-hmm. you. So those are you're either a, a wing one or a wing three, or yeah. you can they're interchangeable. And now, I'm a two wing three mm-hmm. in the sense that my most basic desire is um, to be loved and to not be rejected. Mm-hmm. But I definitely fall in the three aspect in the sense that I am very much like I I have a basic desire to be successful and I'm very much like attracted to power. Mm-hmm. Um, that sounds weird. Okay. Yeah. I'm a Gryffindor, but <laughs> I'm a Gryffindor yeah. who wants to be a Slytherin, if that makes sense mm-hmm. to anyone. But mm-hmm. that's kind of what it means is like, because uh, they're all interconnected, but that's. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like your secondary kind of desire, but I don't even know if I like to put it that way because it's actually a supporting and that's why it's called mm-hmm. a wing is like, oh, and by the way, if you're a one or a nine, since those are on the ends. It, it wraps like a circle. So your wings, if you're a one, your wings would be mm-hmm. nine and two. And if you're a nine, your wings would be eight and one. Um, so don't see the numbers <laughs> in the line. See yeah, that's a circle. A circle. Um, but what was I saying? Oh, yeah, the wings are your support. So like because like we said at the beginning, we're not one-dimensional people. And these are laid out in this certain way that, you know, this was created in this certain way because they put the types next to each other mm-hmm. that – um, we, we observe in humans mm-hmm. as, as coming out the, the things that come out, um, yeah. of each type and they are supportive. So like, if you, like Erin said, she's a two and three. So her core desire is to be loved and be wanted. Um, but she could either be a two wing one, which would mean mm-hmm. she's loved and wanted, but her secondary kind of impulse is to do what's right. So mm-hmm. if you were two wing one, you might like your method of getting love, right? That two's desire is love. Your method of getting love might be to try to do the right thing for the people you love to make them love you. So you are building in that one's desire to be good. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean I'm not good because you guys all know I'm, I'm perfect. <laughs> but yeah, but then there's the three desires. So like for Aaron, it's like, I mean, I'll let you if you want to explain it, I feel like it's through the filter of success. It's definitely through the filter of success. So I'll, like, do certain things to get people to love me, but it's not always the right thing. Well, and you're, the things you're doing are, like, you more like to get attention. Yeah, like, that's kind it's of the all about attention. Yeah. It just stems from childhood trauma. Oh, no, yeah. I'm just kidding. Well, <laughs> not really. But, like, you know, so the wings are what your type is kind of filtered through. Exactly. So you are kind of leaning on those other things to get to fulfill your main desire of your type. Mm-hmm. And they don't really know where the Enneagram, like, ori- like, who actually originated, but they definitely put it in a specific order. So it's not like, like you were just saying, mm-hmm. it's like... A two is not going to be next to, like, a seven. Mm-hmm. They put it in a very interesting mm-hmm. order, which, magic, you know. Yeah. Yeah, right. And so, like, you can't have a wing that's not right next to your type. Like, yeah. you could not be a two-wing seven. You're yeah. either a wing three or a wing one. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're, like, a type six, you're either a wing five or a seven. You are exactly. not. You can't be a six-wing one. They're not connected in that way. Yeah. So... Anyway, these are this is like the basics. So when you hear people talk about the Enneagram and they're like, oh, I'm an eight wing seven. Now you know that like when they say that, the eight is their main type. Mm-hmm. That so their main their main desire is being in control. Um and and then there it's filtered through the seven. So if you hear that someone's an eight wing seven, they probably like they like to be in control in the sense of like they want to have fun and mm-hmm. be happy and be content because that's that seven in them. Yeah. And so their their need for control is filtered through that lens of a seven a little bit. Can you talk about your wing? 
Yeah. Well, mine, I recently discovered... Here's the other thing about wings we didn't mention. They can change. Mm -hmm. So you use both your wings depending on the situation. I mean, you got to do both your wings (laughs) to fly. fly. (laughs) So yeah, you use both depending on the situation, depending on the day, depending on the task at hand, right? So, but you generally lean more on one than Mm -hmm. the other. So that's when people say, like, I'm a two, like Aaron says, I'm a two wing three. That's because primarily that's where you lie. Yeah, but I can be a two wing one. Yeah. And so for me, I always thought I was a one wing two, um, because I think in my personal life, I am more that way. Like Mm -hmm. I do want people to like me. Um, Mm -hmm. I do really tend to like put others needs before mine, but in a very different way than a two would, because I'm a one. So Mm -hmm. it's like first is integrity and doing what's right and being honest and upfront, but I want to do it so that people will like me. Like, so Mm -hmm. I always thought I was a one wing two, but as I got into like, the corporate world where I've been the last couple of years, I am realizing my nine wing is strong because when I'm at work, I am like, I am staying out of it. If, if, if there's conflict, I'm like, nah, not my thing. Like, nope, I am not going to be a part of that. Like mm-hmm. I am going to have my head down and do my thing. So I think I'm very balanced in my wings. Although yeah. right now in my life, I think I'm way more nine than two because I started to just like at work. I do not give a crap yeah. if people and like it, me. It's I, very different in different environments. Yeah. It's like work. I'm more of a three. Yeah. Hardcore. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's like, yeah, because I don't care if people like me at work. I'm not two at all at work. I'm more so I want people to value the work that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just want them to leave me alone. <laughs> I'm oddly the same way. I throw out my two when I'm at work most of the time. Unless I'm trying... Yeah, I'm more of a three at work than I've ever been. Well, like we talked about in our interview with Keelan... Well, I don't know if this was part of the interview, but we behind the scenes, we talked about how, like... For my nine wing really comes out when like other people are arguing. Mm-hmm. If I'm in an argument with someone, I am very much a one. I need to be right. Yeah. But if I'm watching other people argue and I'm just there, I am so much the peacekeeper. I'm like, let's see each other's side of things. Yeah. Like, well, it's wait, always I think, awkward too. Yeah, it's like I think she means this and they <laughs> yeah. mean that, and I think we can all get along. And mm-hmm. that's where my nine wing really comes out. But anyway. yeah, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, so. Um, long spiel about the wings. Yeah, but I felt like it was very informative. Hopefully this makes sense. I yeah. still wonder sometimes if, like, people who know nothing about the Enneagram, if we're still going on. Yeah, I heads, feel like we, it's been pretty good. Like, what you've said <laughs> is, like, <laughs> you know, you got your main core desire, then you got your wings that you tend to fall into, but you can't. You mostly lean towards one wing, mm-hmm. and that's pretty much summary. Yeah, cool. So if you didn't get anything, as long as you understand that summary... Perfect. All right. We'll just cut everything else Yeah. <laughs> it's a one-sentence podcast. <laughs> so now we know our main types. We know our wings. Let's get into a little... This is where it gets a little more complicated, and this is where that integrative piece really comes in mm-hmm. and how all the types kind of work together. Um, you know what? I'm going to link on the show notes mm-hmm. a picture of the Enneagram like graph. That's smart. Because yeah. it's a circle, like we said, not a line. So if you are listening and you look at our show notes, like you can pull that up and like look at it. Um, if you can't, if you're driving or whatever, just mm-hmm. picture a circle like a clock, um, but with nine numbers around the outside yeah. instead of 12. 
and they all have lines connecting them in specific ways. So mm-hmm. just picture that in your head yeah. as we go into these next parts. Hopefully you can pull it up before we start talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about the se- the Enneagram centers. Not centers as in places you go. Um. <laughs> <laughs> all the twos meet up at this place. Actually, that's a really good idea. The twos need we a need support group. We need a two group. support group, yeah. Because <laughs> we're too busy supporting other people. You just that we need. go around in a circle and say everything you like about yeah. each other for an hour. I'm a two. I'm I'm Aaron and I'm a two. <laughs> <laughs> um, so the centers are essentially okay. I want to make this as simple as possible because we don't need to get too crazy with yeah. it right now. There are. Among the nine types, they are split into groups of three. And so there are three different what are called centers on the Enneagram. And they're broken into kind of how these types um, work with their their feelings and their body and how they process. Mm -hmm. And so there's the instinctive center, there's the feeling center, and there's the thinking center. Also known as head type, heart type, body type. Yep, exactly. Which we posted some TikToks on our Instagram. If you didn't see, we posted what they were, a head type, heart type, oh, or yeah. body type. So if you were ever wondering, that's that's why, like, where it came from. <laughs> so with what this means is the types, first of all, the types that are within the instinctive center, which is the, the body center, mm-hmm. are types eight, nine, and one. Then we have the feeling center, which is the heart center, consists of two, three, four. Yep. And then there's the thinking center, which is seven, six, five, which is the head. Yeah. Yeah. So this essentially means that each of these types, their instinct, they somehow relate to the center in how they process. And so, like, for example, we'll start with the feeling center, two, three, four. Um, they're a heart type. They're a feeling center. So that means, like, when they are relating with the world and with other people, their primary response is going to be through their feelings. Mm-hmm. So whether that is, like, like the two wants to feel loved. Yeah, and- I could know something's not right. And if my heart is telling me to do it, I'm going to follow it. Yeah. And it's very, like, a lot more, they're more in touch with their emotional side of Mm -hmm. things. And sensitive. Yeah, a little sensitive. But so that's how we differentiate. The thinking center is what it sounds like, Mm -hmm. right? You're going to process everything through knowledge and logic. Um, Very much thinking things out a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And then the instinctive center, the body center is 891. They're like, that's the gut instinct. Mm-hmm. Like you follow your gut. You have a feeling if something is wrong or right and you're just going to yeah. listen. And, and honestly, <laughs> this is kind of funny why it's show one, like mm. a gut is one. Because I always know like your gut is always so right all the time. <laughs> like you'll be like, my gut is telling me that you didn't have the best day today. Mm. And I won't even like barely say anything. <laughs> That's probably why. Just but like tell. my gut, I can just tell <laughs> the bo- the mirror ball, you know, like yeah. a wizard or something. But with your gut, <laughs> yeah. that's what's in there. So I actually, I don't actually funny. have a gut. It's just a- that's probably why you have all the um, gut. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a magic eight ball. I just shake it and it says try again later. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, this and these centers also tell us a little bit about like how you can expect the types to act in a certain way, right? Like mm-hmm. the instinctive center being gut 
gut types is like they're more so kind of like doers. Feeling center is more so like processor processing mm-hmm. and yeah. um and the thinking center is more so I mean what it sounds like, right? They are gonna they're processing too, but more in their heads. Yeah. Um but interesting thing about this is with each this is getting a little complicated, so I don't think we should go into too much detail, but I will say in each center there is a counter type. So they relate to their instinct or their their center in like an they what's the word they're like anti mm-hmm. they relate to it in a um um countering way anyway vocabulary is hard <laughs> so i'll i'll give you an example the 9 is in the instinctual center and like i said instinct follow your gut is like and they're they're like doers generally. The nine is counter to that. So they relate to their instincts by pushing them down. Mm-hmm. And so it's, that's what I mean by it's like a counter type. And like the seven is in the thinking center. Um, but yeah. they are, they push away that part of themselves. Mm-hmm. So each type, this is like their primary thing that they are focused on is their center, but how they're focused on it is different. So like, yeah, you know, certain types will push it down. Certain types will listen anyway. There's a lot more detail yeah. on that. I know it that gets really really complicated on this one. That's the thing. It sounds really confusing when we're doing a high level overview. Yeah. If you want more detail and we can actually explain that way better, you can let us know and we can do a full episode yeah. on it. But it's a lot. So yeah. So just think of <laughs> your main desire type, your wings, and then the centers. Yeah. Are you heart? Are you head? Are yeah. you body? Exactly. All right. And one more thing on the centers, but we'll make it brief. Um. Each center also has, like, a, a specific relationship with, like, a, what do you want to call it? Like, an emotional response. Mm-hmm. So, um, we'll make this brief, too. I don't want to overcomplicate the, center, over, overcomplicate the centers because it's not super important, like, if you just want a high-level overview of Enneagram, so don't worry, but... Like, a loss of contact with the core self. <laughs> what? <laughs> That made no sense in context of what I Emotional just said. Emotional response to the last okay. of the course of that's what these are. Anyway. <laughs> Go ahead. So each each instinctual center has like an emotional theme, if you will. Mm-hmm. And that is how the type reacts to kind of losing sense of themselves or losing um just autonomy or when you start to feel more unhealthy, these mm-hmm. are going to be kind of where your emotions go. So for the body types, that emotion is anger or rage. Yeah. And then... And then the heart types, it's very shameful. Like if I am angry, I, I feel guilty that mm-hmm. I'm angry. So then I don't necessarily express it to the world. Mm-hmm. It's just to myself. And then the head types, um, they act in fear. Mm-hmm. Yep. So again, let us know if you need more details. This yeah. is a lot. Um, we could spend probably like two hours just going into the... We could spend 24 hours talking about this <laughs> shit. That's true. You know that. That's very In true. In fact, I'm pretty sure I are, we already do. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what else do we have? Um, so then we have uh, health slash oh, yeah. development levels so like each number like we talked about before go goes into a certain number when they're stressed and goes into a certain number when they're healthy Mm -hmm. yeah this is something that's really awesome about the enneagram too and something i like about it versus other personality assessments i'm gonna keep saying it because 
I love the Enneagram. Do you really? <laughs> I really do. Oh my gosh. We should start a podcast. Oh my God, Erin. <gasps> I'm genius. I'm a head type I now. can't I'm just believe kidding. that everyone got to listen as you came up with that idea wow. for the first time. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm big brain today. <laughs> anyway, so what I, what I love about the Enneagram is it's not, it doesn't put you in a box. Mm-hmm. Like this isn't about like, oh, let me figure out who I am and that's the yeah, end of the you're story. You're one type. You're literally <laughs> one. But it doesn't end there. Like the point of the Enneagram is growth. Yeah. That is the point. It is not stagnant. It's not to put you in a box. It's mm-hmm. to, who, there's a quote that I wish I knew who it was, but they said the Enneagram doesn't put you in a box. It helps you realize the box you are already in mm-hmm. so that you can get out. Wow. So you figure out your type. Your type is the box you're already in. But mm-hmm. now what? Now that you know your type, you know your wings, what's next? What? How can yeah. you use the Enneagram to your advantage? Well, um, you take a supplement and then you get larger and larger like Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it has the word on it that just says Enneagram with one. Enneagram exactly. two. And you just swallow the pill. <laughs> Um, well, there's the Enneagram breaks down kind of for each type. You can read about the levels of development. So there are for each type, there's like unhealthy levels of development. There's average levels, there's healthy. So obviously like the average human sits in the average levels. So this is kind of what your type looks like on kind of the the breakdown we've already given you of the type. That's going to be the average level. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, I'll use my own type since I know the most like a one and an average health level is going to be um, really striving for perfe- perfection and wanting to be really good all the time, kind of sometimes at the expense of themselves and others because they are so obsessed with doing the right thing mm-hmm. and being good that they have this hyper fixation. So there's really good things about that. Um, they can help um, with a lot of like I don't know. They can be really helpful. They can be really have a lot of integrity and do the right thing, Mm -hmm. which is valuable, but they can also cause a lot of strife when they are working to perfect their people in their lives Mm -hmm. and maybe being a little hypercritical because Mm -hmm. um, things aren't perfect. Mm -hmm. And so that is like an average level. That's you have some good, you have some bad, but there's definitely things to work on. Exactly. So every type has that average level. Yeah, and then twos are like, like I said, their fears, rejection. So sometimes they'll, the healthy two is they, they're the helpers. They want to do good, but then the other side is it is that sometimes they can be very manipulative, and sometimes they can be very like inexpensive of themselves, like you said, like going a little too overboard mm-hmm. for other people, but for the wrong reasons. Yeah. 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 And so as you learn more about the Enneagram and you're ready to really figure out how you can use your type to grow and to become a a better person, of course, leave it to the one to say become a better person. (laughs) Anyway, to grow within, but stay true to who you are. Mm -hmm. You can check out, this is anywhere online. You can look up your type and look up health levels and there's going to break it down into like nine levels. Mm -hmm. So there's three in the unhealthy category, three in the average category, three in the healthy category. And that's basically going to just tell you 
what it looks like when your type is super healthy and what it looks like when your type is super unhealthy. And so you can kind of decide where are you on Mm -hmm. this scale and then look at the next health level right above yours and say like, how can I move from where I am? Yeah. To this next level. How can I get from where I am to like the healthiest and work your way up that Which is another great thing why we like the Enneagram. It's a perfect tool to like be a healthier, better person. Yeah. Yeah. And then if you use that to your advantage, like it, these health levels are going to tell you specifically for your type, Mm -hmm. how you can be great just by being yourself. And that's what I love is like. If you are fully embracing and becoming healthy, this is this is embracing yourself and your own skills and talents. It's not telling you to become someone different than you are. It's saying, yeah. based on your own stuff, <laughs> your fears and desires, there is a way that you can be super duper healthy. Um, yeah. Staying true to that still. So... Um, that's just something to check out online. I, we're not going to go into the health levels of every type because that would take forever. But... Um, Look it up. And while we're on that topic, when types are in unhealthy periods or in healthy periods, um, they actually will start taking on some behaviors of other types Mm -hmm. on the Enneagram. So this means like each type, and this is aside from wings. So get wings out of your head right now. This is different. Each type has two integration points. One one type they go to in stress when they're unhealthy and one type they go to when they are super healthy and doing well. So this is another way when you can you can tell like, oh, maybe I'm not doing so well right now when yeah. you start taking on the behaviors of this other type. Yeah. So, Here's a quick overview of just the numbers and what they go to when they are in stress is one goes to four, four goes to two, two goes to eight. Eight goes to five, five goes to seven, and seven goes to one. And that's in stress. Yeah. And then when they're in health, it's the opposite. It's the other way around. So one goes to seven, seven goes to five, five goes to eight, eight goes to two, two goes to four, and four goes to one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then one goes to yeah. seven. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So essentially this just means like, and so I'll give you a real life example. So if... A type, so I'm a one, so I go mm-hmm. to four in stress and seven in health. So if I was in a time of stress mm-hmm. and I was really unhealthy, I would be taking on those unhealthy qualities of a four. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't appear to look like a healthy four. I would appear like some of those unhealthy qualities of a four. So I can tell in myself I'm not doing well when I am um, isolating myself mm-hmm. and becoming hypercritical and feeling like nobody gets me and you know yeah. I and and in health it's the opposite when when I would go to health that's my 7 and I would take on the healthy qualities of a 7 so that would look like being more spontaneous mm-hmm. wanting to go do fun things being kind of a cheerleader for my friends like mm-hmm. being outgoing and and that's how I know like hey I'm doing really well right now because I am taking yeah. on these qualities and it's interesting because I'm kind of the opposite in the sense that, you know, Sydney says she goes to, when she's unhealthy, she goes to four. In health, my number goes to four mm-hmm. um, in the sense that uh, twos, they tend to 
want to please other people so bad that essentially sometimes I'll kind of like follow a rubric of mm-hmm. of kind of what I need to do to get that person to like me. Mm-hmm. Whereas fours, they're, they're known to be um, more of kind of creative and more... Um, doing things because they want to, not necessarily Mm -hmm. because other people want to, which is why I go to four in health. And then I go to eight when I'm stressed. There is like, I'm, I'll notice like I'm getting angry super quickly. It's very suppressed anger. Like I won't Mm -hmm. necessarily show it to other people, but it's definitely there. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. So that's just another tool to use like for your type. It's kind of just a way to tell when you're doing well and when you're not doing well. And Mm -hmm. it's also a great way to grow. Another method of using the Enneagram to grow is like, um, let's say, let's say you're a type five Mm -hmm. and five, fives go to eight in growth in health. So let's say you're a five, you're at an average level of health and you're like, how can I become more healthy? Mm -hmm. What steps can I take? How should I grow? Well, start looking at your type eight friends exactly, and look at what they do when they're healthy Mm -hmm. and, and try to put yourself in their shoes and try to figure out ways to become more like that because that is where your type is going to grow. Exactly. Um, And a lot of times our places we go in growth, if you'll notice like a pattern here, it's the places that we kind of suppress in ourselves. And so that's why Mm -hmm. it's growth for us. Like you said about the two, you go to four because it's, it's hard for the two to be individualistic. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of like, that's kind of opposite of what your, your basic, um, what you would naturally do. And so that's growth for you. You know, growth is pushing yourself. Mm -hmm. Growth is doing things that are uncomfortable. Um, Breaking the status quo. Yeah. And for the one, like ones and sevens are like freaking opposite, dude. Ones are super strict with themselves. Very scheduled. Yeah. Need to be on a schedule. Need to be doing everything perfectly all the time. Very Mm -hmm. concerned with following routine and rules. And sevens are the opposite. They're spontaneous and fun and they're just going to do whatever feels good. Mm -hmm. And so that's why the one goes to seven and growth. It's pushing yourself out of your own bounds and that's when you see growth. And so you start to observe these types that you see yourself in growth and, and try to emulate them. Yeah. How can I be more like that person? How can yeah, I? It's not like you have to like skip work every day and go jump <laughs> out of a plane or anything, but yeah, but you feel the little it. things and you feel it when you know your type, mm-hmm. you'll know what it means when you're like, oh, I'm an eight and I go to two in health. You're something's going to click in you to be like, oh, there is something about the twos that I'm a little jealous of. Mm-hmm. And that's because you need to figure out how to do that thing. Yeah. Because I'm jealous of sevens. I'm like, dang, they just have fun all the time. I know. They're what happy. The they like, their core desires just to be happy. <laughs> like, how do they do it? <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> Let me ask oh my, my therapist. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, that's really like, that's the rundown. Yeah. The rundown. Yeah. Um, is there anything else? I don't know. Vanina, you have any questions? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it was a good overview of it. Yeah. I mean, that's the, the basis of it. And I think like my, you know what I'm going to say? Why don't we each say like, if somebody's listening to this right now, mm-hmm. what is like the biggest thing you'd hope that they would take away from this episode? Yeah. The biggest thing I hope that anyone listening to this takes away is that, all, I think that 
you go to one type when you're stressed, you go to one type when you're healthy, you're not just one type, you have a lot of characteristics of a lot of other types. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's a weird way to explain it. No, but I know what you mean. It's not limiting like yeah. people like to think it is. It's the circle of life, literally and figuratively. <laughs> That's what I want to tell the people. But just don't tell my dad that the graph is like a nine-point graph or whatever because yeah. he gets really upset about that. Wow. Um, <laughs> I'll just mention it because we're seeing him before. Um, I think my takeaway, anyone listening, the biggest thing I want you to understand about the Enneagram is that similar to Aaron, but I think I'm going to say it is not about putting you in a box. This Mm -hmm. is not a limiting tool. It is the opposite. It is going to help you grow and understand yourself in ways that you never thought you could. Mm -hmm. And it's going to help you just become the best version of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And understand other people too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's the difference between the two and the one. I'm like, become the best version of yourself. And then she's like, um, and help others. Understand. (laughs) (laughs) It's definitely helped me understand people. I'm like, why on earth are you doing that? And then I will, you know, understand their basic desires and be like, okay, whatever. It does. It does make sense. It helps a lot. It gives you so much more like perspective for other Mm -hmm. people. Like, oh, you're like somebody could be doing something that is so annoying to me yeah and I could have maybe never wanted that person in my life and then as soon as I find out like oh they're like super afraid of failure and like Mm -hmm. they think that if they fail like they are worthless and now I get why they're so hyper focused on winning all the time which can be really annoying but once you know that you're like Oh, yeah. Okay, I have so much more like sympathy because it would really hurt that person to fail. Whereas me, I'm like, eh, like, yeah, it's not that big of a deal. So, well, <laughs> unless we're playing board games. <laughs> Gosh, don't even get me started. <laughs> it's, it's hard to play board games with you, Sydney, because I always win and it's just, you can't accept the winners here. Can you sense the sarcasm? Yeah. <laughs> Not at all. But. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go so we can play a quick game of cards. Because <laughs> we just opened that box. Oh, God. There's a can of worms. Yeah. Anyway. Um, dang. We I hope w- this helped. We like, do. we genuinely do. Yeah. And if there are any questions, this is something that, like, like we said at the beginning, we are so, like just in this world of Enneagram, it's kind of hard to take a step back and explain Mm -hmm. it to someone who might not know. So if there's anything in here that was confusing, misleading, that you still have questions on, like, please ask us. We want to talk about it. We want to explain better if we can. So. Yeah. I definitely could have explained certain things better. But that's just because I couldn't come up with the word. Same. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well. On that note. Ta-ta for now. Yes. Toodaloo.